Hey, Prague fam, this is your host, Randy Salo. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that the feature-length documentary that I made about Norway's dark progressive meddlers in Matter Mortem is going to premiere in London on June 12th at the Castle Cinema. Hal of the Underdogs is the story of Matter Mortem and their singer, who, struggling with a lifelong eating disorder in an image-obsessed industry, undergoes weight loss surgery to battle the demons that have given birth to their music. After filming with the band during their 20th anniversary year as they recorded new music, toured Europe, and reunited all of their former members in Oslo for a once-in-a-lifetime show, the film explores how the band boils down their internal demons, Scandinavian cultural norms, and an image-obsessed industry into inspiration inspirational music that reaches fans around the world. We are very excited that Dock and Roll London will be presenting the film with the Norwegian Embassy in London sponsoring. Metal Hammer journalist Jonathan Seltzer will be hosting the event and myself and Matter Mortem singer Agneta Kierkevag will be joining in for a Skype Q&A after the screening. So grab your tickets while they last. You can find a link to purchase those at the film's website, www.howlofthunderdogs.com. That's howlofthunderdogs.com. Check in the show notes for the link as well. Okay, see you at the show and on with the broadcast. Hi, this is Adam from Vola, and you're currently listening to the Progcast. Welcome back to another episode of The Procast. This is episode 140. I'm your host, Dario, and calling from, I believe, Sweden is Adam Jansi, the drummer from Vola. Hi, Adam. Welcome to The Procast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it is the second time that we feature Vola. Um, last time uh, you guys were here in Munich uh, playing a live show Remember those days? I mean, you just yeah. had some. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this, but uh, yeah, I had the uh, pleasure to talk with Asger. But uh, yeah, now now it's Adam, and um, as probably everyone in the proxy knows, the new Vola album "Witness" just dropped last week, and yes. um, <laughs> I think it was one of the most anticipated releases of this year so far, and. Um, Judging from a lot of reactions I've seen online, this is it. Uh, the the anticipation was and, and the um, how do you say it? Um, the expectations were met or exceeded some for some some people, for some fans even, um, and a lot of people already are sure that it's going to end up at the very top of their albums of the year list. So, Adam, how was the reaction for you so far? Uh, how, how <laughs> it's it's uh, it's quite crazy in a good way to to uh, see how how uh, yeah, how people react to the to the album, how uh, how well received it was. Um yeah, it's uh, like it's almost overwhelming every time uh, someone uh, mentions how much they listen to the album already and how much they they like it. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm just so so grateful for it, and I couldn't have imagined this kind of response, this this much of, of positivity. 
I mean, you, you you were kind of sitting on the on the finished product, so to speak, for a while now. Is that correct? I mean, mm. it was as yeah. far as I know, it was uh, done for for a while now, and you you decided mm. to release it a little bit later in in hopes that that you you might be able to 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 tour it immediately, which you already also exactly. did to a small amount, right? You uh, over the mm. weekend you had. Uh, two or three uh, gigs. Uh, tell us, how was it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're in the middle of a mini tour in Denmark. Uh, so this weekend it started with the witness release that we did the first two shows of the tour. Next weekend we do two more shows, and the weekend after that one more show. And uh, it was pretty amazing to get to play live music again. Uh, it's of course like COVID restricted shows, so. Um, they don't fill the venue to the capacity. It's like one third of what the venue can take. Mm -hmm. And uh, people have to be seated. They have to show a negative COVID test and um, wear masks when they walk around. Um, so it's still very restricted, but still it's, it's, uh, it feels very, very good to play live music again. Uh, so that's, yeah, I'm very, I think we're very fortunate to, to get to do that. I, I can only imagine. I mean, I was I was fortunate enough to witness uh, some uh, <laughs> some live concerts last uh, autumn here in Munich. Also, um, socially distanced shows, um, mostly Munich bands, of course. The the only um, international band that uh, actually made the effort or or made it work was Ginger. Mm. Um, But yeah, we here in here in Germany we're also looking at the at a possible good summer and autumn that we mm. we we're we're it's looking good that we we'll be able to to uh do shows with with yeah. the distancing measures and all, all that in place. But it it's looking good. Um so that's super exciting and uh but the other super exciting thing is of course the album itself so um uh it's it's been a while since you you guys were you know writing and recording it um but maybe you can uh tell us a little bit about how how the the recording process and the production process went for this one The, the recording and production process for this one was a bit different than before because now we had like because uh, on the previous albums we had uh, our vocalist Asger mixing it and uh, yeah so, so we didn't really have a like of course we had a deadline but when you do it yourself it's more flexible yeah. this time we had um, we went with uh, Jacob Hansen to mix and master it and he's uh, he's done like uh, Flesh God Apocalypse, Volbeat, and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we recorded the drums at Top Floor Studios in Gothenburg. Um, and that's where, like, the, the guy there, Jacob Herman, has worked with uh, pretty much everyone in the Swedish metal scene, Dark Tranquility in Flames, uh, sort of work, whatever, whatever you can and, and think that, of. And now Adam Janzi as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so, so we had like studio booked, we had the mixing session booked, so we had to follow the deadline or it just wouldn't happen. So there was that time pressure, 
which resulted in a situation we've, we haven't been in before, where we have to pretty much finish the songs, you know, like <laughs> up until the day before uh, we enter the studio, which is which was the case with some of the material. <laughs> um, but then COVID hit just as we finished recording the drums in the studio. But luckily, um, the vocals, the guitars and everything else is recorded at the other guys' home studios. Mm-hmm. So that could still happen. And of course, the mixing, its we just send the files to Jacob and he mixes. So that whole process wasn't changed by COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the, what took the longest was to actually add the final, final touches to the mix um, and to really be picky with the details. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the core of the album was, was finished since I think a year ago. So we, we in the band were already used to it. That's also so cool to see people have their fresh take on it. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what I found, find, uh, quite interesting. I mean, you guys, your, your, um, the, the Vola style is very, very unique and is very modern and, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, warm, uh, synth, but also, you know, poppy stuff, uh, going into the, the overall sound and, uh, find it interesting to to go to to Jakob Hansen with this who who is mostly known for you know tr- more traditional old school metal style and uh um but i think listening to vo- to to witness is uh, it's 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 a testament to to his abilities to to not only uh, be a master of the traditional heavy metal sound, <laughs> because it it sounds like Vola and it sounds uh, it sounds amazing. It's uh, yeah, it's very very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, he 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 definitely exceeded our expectations. Like you say, he can he still adds his touch, but he he makes sure that the core of the sound is still there. And yeah, it's uh, first time I heard a. Uh, the mix he sent from Witness that was blown away. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So um, yeah, this is this is your second album with, with Vola, is there right? And um, yes. so applause of a distant crowd uh, from around three years ago. Um, that was already a, like I think a, a, a huge success, and also was was in, like. A lot of reviews and a lot of fans mentioned that yeah, this is like something, something modern and unique. And uh, I, I personally thought it was um, like you know my absolute favorite song on the album was Vertigo, and wow. um, of course there was also some old school fans a little bit disappointed that that a lot of the heaviness w- was gone for a couple of the songs. Um, mm-hmm. So actually, to be to be honest, I I kind of expected uh, more softer stuff on Witness than actually mm-hmm. uh, like in the end ended up on Witness because um, I think even the more more laid back ballads are not as mellow, not mellow in a mm-hmm. like in a in a bad sense, but just in a mm-hmm. calm. Uh, sense are not as mellow as the as vertigo or um or some some of the stuff on applause of a distant crowd um 
so I I would I I, I believe uh, Asger is doing uh, most of the um, the the compositions. Uh, is it right? Um, yeah, he's he's definitely the core of of the composition. Yeah. So when when you um when the the in the writing period um did you already sense at some point uh, this is gonna be overall a bit heavier and more energetic than than applause? Yeah, I think like already when we finished applause that we knew that that would be the case because we wouldn't want to make like applause version two just yeah. after <laughs> applause. Uh, and that was the same thing when we wrote applause. It was like, we're not going to do in Mesa's version two right away. Like, yeah, we'd rather do something fresh compared to that. Um, so that was already the case that witness wouldn't follow the, that kind of softness and mellowness. Um, and that's also like working with Jacob Hansen. He's very good at this. Like you say, the, the traditional heavy sound. So it just felt reasonable to go with that sound for the album to really match with him and to really let him do his thing. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's like you say, it doesn't really, it doesn't really go to that same mellowness as applause does. We had some ideas for that, uh, like some, some demos that we work with, but it just didn't fit the vibe. So we saved them for I just wanted to say, maybe, maybe you can bring them up for uh, for the next round. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, of of course, we, we have to talk about uh, these Black Claws and collaboration mm. with Shaman, which, of course, uh, turned a few heads. And I have to admit, I find it very funny to... Um, to see a lot of old school metalheads be, um, yeah, not not being into that. Um, uh, so so how how did you guys come up with that and and uh, and how did the collaboration unfold? Let's say like this. So so basically, um, it's a it's a pretty straightforward story with how how it happened. Um, so Asger found Shaman's music. And thought it was really cool, so he sent me a, a song, "Iron Out the Maiden," and I listened to that song, and I was like, "Yeah, I listened to to that song for uh, I don't know, like a month nonstop." <laughs> thought it was really good, and then we we started writing these black thoughts, and uh, we felt like, okay, could actually feature a rapper here. Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be cool if we brought in someone like Shaman with that deep uh, voice? Like it's, it sounds like it's full of malice, you know? Um, so we just reached out and uh, he was on board with it. And that's how it happened. Uh, and like you say, it's, it's funny to see the reactions because uh, it's, it's one of those things which I've always liked where the reactions are either like, whoa, what is this? This is cool. Or it's, this is shit. Like it's nothing. It's not like it's a bland song. It's a, a strong reaction either way. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. I I think we kind of hit hit the mark on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it works. Uh, it works perfectly, and I also don't think it's that much of a difference to the other songs. It it fits in perfectly with the sound, and 
and um uh, to to be honest the the thing that i would say might be a slight disappointment um when it comes to the album overall is that in, in the second half um which was like there were four singles and then four other songs mm. that that are uh in the track list after those four mm. first songs um at some points i had the feeling okay this is like quite yeah this is the vola mm. the, the 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 standard vola formula so mm. so i i i was hoping to to have more crazy and out there stuff uh, instead yeah. of the you know that same mood um but yeah. i mean the, the the album as as a whole still flows very very naturally mm. um that that would be also my first my, my next question um about the singles um was it a coincidence that they were like the first four songs on the album or how did you go about picking the singles um i i don't think it was deliberate like the um, when we set up the the track list for the album it was just about how it yeah how it flows as an as an album basically yeah. and uh, when we picked the singles it was about the songs that we believed in the most from the album um and uh, yeah i was surprised when i saw that they were actually the first four songs <laughs> on the on the album so at least for me it wasn't like a, a conscious thing just uh, just kind of happened and uh, we had some thoughts of having one of the other songs as a single but yeah it's this is what 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 happened in the end what what, what <laughs> would you think of uh, out of the four five other songs might might have been uh, another possible single contender napalm for sure okay yeah and uh, and like, um, perhaps inside your fur i think those two are the ones that i thought about as well to be I think I think uh, Napalm is a, is a, is a nice mix between melody and heaviness. Um I like the like the more abrasive riffing of Stone Leader Falling Down. I, I really mm. uh, um I, I I I like that as a contrast as well to to the to Future Bird and Inside Your Fur um and also Freak uh the, who are more a little bit of the 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 mellow but still heavy. Mm. Doesn't make sense, but yeah. uh, but maybe you get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about the singles, and uh, um, you guys uh, had amazing music videos for those singles, and um, I'm not sure um, now, but I think uh, yeah, most of them were uh, done. In collaboration with uh, Rivata Visuals from Finland, yes. um, and I, I kind of first stumbled across their name last year with some videos. Um, mm. And so, yeah, how how was the the creative process for the videos? Because I think they're they're like really top notch productions and and um, yeah. are and worth they're, a they're mention. Really... <laughs> Yeah, they're they're really really great. Uh, we actually met them first time on the first tour I did, 
Angola. It was when we played with Monuments. Uh, there was a band called Atlas playing there, and it's actually two of the guys from Rivata played in that band. So that's how we got to know them. And then we saw that, okay, they're doing some music videos, and they did one for Humanity's Last Breath, which was super cool. So we thought, why not? <laughs> Let's give it a shot. We did three with them, head mounted sideways, straight lines, and these black claws. And um, only for one of them, they flew into Denmark to film us. It was for head mounted sideways. And then they filmed um, scenes without us in Finland, where they're from. Straight lines, they did completely on their own in Finland. We just talked online about the story and so on. And these black claws, we had to film our scenes separately. So in Denmark, the other guys had to find a videographer who would film them playing. I found a guy here in Sweden uh, who would film me. And then Rivata uh, edited everything and filmed the story scenes themselves. So we had to communicate about like, okay, what, what settings do we have on the camera? What's, what's the, uh, what will the background be? What angles and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they just put everything together. Uh, so that was super cool and they did it really well. And uh, then we had um, the video for 24 light years, which was actually done by Nikolai and his, his girlfriend. Uh, so that one was made in-house, you can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, I, I still remember the us um, Alien Shivers video, which was just beautiful. Um, yes. so yeah, wow. The, the, those are, I think those are, um, um, seeing that, um, the, those four singles are almost half of the album is like uh, almost half of the album al already has like this amazing visual representation to go with it, uh, <laughs> which is very cool. Um, so for for you as a drummer, is it, what 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 would be your favorite uh, song to play from Witness? Mm. Um, I would have to say that something like Stone Leader Falling Down. It's uh, it's really nice to play because it's just pure groove, <laughs> and it's I like that that kind of raw energy that it has um 24 light years is also cool but i've played that groove for like so long so like <laughs> i don't know two years or something <laughs> so it's like it's routine for me, <laughs> for me yeah i mean i mean the, this of 24 light years um groove and rhythm wise is, is quite a special song as well as as mm -hmm. um it's 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 very very subtle and and also the you know the 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 crescendo or whatever you want mm. to call it um is is very subtle um uh mm. going forward it's um which song was it um Apollo from Rendezvous Point also had like this mm. kind of this kind of rhythm kind of groove that never uh really felt back it back into mm. a like normal steady groove yeah. it was it was all the all, always this this thing yeah. that is was like you know floating somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah and 
that's a great song, by the way. I think it's my favorite by by Rendezvous Point. <laughs> wow, um, I re- I remember them playing it um, like two two years before uh, before Universal dropped and uh, Universal mm. Chaos. No, Universal. Yeah. What what was yeah. the name of the album? Universal. I think it's Universal Chaos. Universal. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they played they played it on. I think they played it already on the tour with Leprous on when when mm. Board was doing the double bill. <laughs> Crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the the melody was, of course, was sticking in my head ever since. Um, mm. But but yeah, it it is still kind of weird for me that it's with this special rhythm that Bar mm. does. It's like I'm always expecting the song to start at one point, but it never really yeah. starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's just this tension all the way. Yeah. Which is uh, it is amazing, but but uh, at some um, some point I would wish for mm. for for a release of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're talking about drumming. You're you're quite uh, you 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 made yourself a, a name of um, yeah be, being a a a drummer um, who likes. To groove, but also who likes uh, likes uh, some weird percussion stuff uh, as well, and <laughs> so y- you also have some different projects apart from Vola, uh, like um, Odd Covers. Um, yes, maybe you can tell us a little bit what you've been uh, busy with, what you've been doing aside from Vola. So. Uh... Like you said, I have this Odd Covers project, which is a fun project with uh, Ellie Andrea from uh, Mogus. Um, and it's like, yeah, when, whenever we feel, we feel like it, we take a, a cover of a metal song that we like. Like we did uh, uh, one of Shed by Meshuggah. Uh, and then we just cover it with like traditional sounding instruments. I will use my, my percussion and not play the typical groove of the song use my percussion and stacks and like acoustic guitar playing on the on the guitar with a violin bow and um, and uh, ellie will sing some of the guitar parts and so on so we've been experimenting a bit with that but it's more like a side fun side thing that we do when we have time basically i've been doing a lot of session stuff and i'll be doing plenty of session recordings this summer um, and I also play with a Swedish pop artist called Dotter, who we've played a sh- few shows together uh, now during the pandemic, but it has been like radio and TV, so it hasn't been an audience, so I've still been able to do that. Um, yeah, so, so basically I've tried to stay busy with that and doing the, the Vola drum playthroughs as well. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit all all over the, the place <laughs> <laughs> cool um yeah I, I can't wait for for this for for touring to be possible again mm. europe-wide not only you know in your own country or yeah. um because yeah those songs need to be played on stage right <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly that's why we postponed uh, the release a bit to to be closer to being able to tour 
and yeah hopefully soon we'll be able to make it happen we'll see we'll see how how the world reacts to the pandemic these coming months yes um <laughs> To round off this uh, very fun interview, we we always have one last question, and that is, what's in your Walkman? What have you been listening to lately? <laughs> is, uh, is there anything you want to recommend to us? That's that's a very interesting question. Um, I listen to so much different stuff whenever I, like depending on the mood, I mean, you you already mentioned um, this one song from Shaman uh, that uh, yes. Asger sent you, which was the yes. what was the name again? Uh, I, I, Iron out the maiden. Iron out the maiden. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sure if I was uh, getting getting it earlier, but uh, <laughs> I, I did. I was like, okay, I'm definitely uh, checking this out. Uh, yeah, carry carry on. <laughs> And um, otherwise, I uh, I just had a had a relapse to listen to Chelsea Wolf again, and um, and also the 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 soundtrack for for Three Hundred. Um, there is there is one track on there. I think it's called From Man to God King, something like that. So so epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, these yeah, these so these kind of uh, you know action blockbusters uh, they they mm. they often have like super huge percussive stuff in it mm. right which is which which I can can guess it's uh, can be exciting for you when it when yes. it's when it's done well and when when it's actually um, yeah um, not the same as. All the time, because there's, mm. there's, I think there's also, especially if you watch the trailers and stuff, there's so much yeah. stuff that that is the same all the time. Every time yeah. is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a formula, yeah. And uh, like it's yeah, it's nice with, with the with the percussions, but I think the 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 emotion behind it, it's the more uh, more exciting thing. Like I love there's there's a movie called The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is is it's like one of my favorite albums <laughs> ever, and uh, it's barely any drums in it. I don't think there's any percussion in it, but it's so uh, emotional and just so well done. Uh, it's um, I totally forget the name of the composers, but uh, Nick Cave is one of the compos- composers. Oh wow. Uh, yeah it's right amazing. yeah i think i remember that now uh, as we're talking um soundtracks now I, I i already mentioned it at at one point when i was talking soundtracks with with who with someone else here on the on ah, i was with vikram shankar um mm-hmm. um but one of my favorite soundtracks is uh um from a movie with Tommy Lee Jones, it's a Vietnam movie by Oliver Stone. I think um, Heaven, Heaven and Hell, or something. I, I, I it, 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 it slips, slipped my mind right now. Um, uh, but I'm gonna send it to you because it, it has yeah. some really <laughs> cool, amazing percussion. Um, it is by uh, Kitaro. Mm-hmm the uh heaven and earth well heaven almost earth. almost ah, the same okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, but but this but the stuff I've been listening to, what's in my Walkman today? Actually, I've listened to the uh, my promo stream of the new White Moth Black Butterfly album, which is gonna drop mm-hmm. on Friday, uh, which nice. is absolutely amazing. It's absolutely sick. I'm 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 I I had high expectations in it, but I was not prepared for this. It's mm. it's seriously it's amazing. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> I could imagine that you 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 dig uh, their stuff as well. Um, the other thing is a, a slightly smaller artist from France called The Last Dodo. Um, this is my friend Dorian Pied, uh, who uh, makes uh, some cute guitar music, a little bit in the vein of Pliny and stuff, like not really evil or metal or whatever. It's like really cool uh, uh, chill guitar music but he he just sent me the promo today and uh it is also going to be released on friday uh his new album cloud river and in 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 this email he said um uh that the next album is going to be heavier so i'm also looking forward to that but uh to balance things out it's also uh cool to to have something something more chill and relax uh, every now and then and and not dark and evil all the time. Mm. Something yeah, more, true. something more uh, heavy again. Uh, just dropped today, and that is a new single from Zealand Ardor called "Run." Mm. And uh, I, okay. I just, I just had a listen, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> that's as, interesting. As as you could, um, yeah, expect from from them. Mm. That would be yeah. my uh, my recommendations for today. Um, Adam, thank you so much for taking the time and for being on the broadcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> It was great catching up with you. And I'm saying goodbye for now. Luckily, no blood <laughs> has been shed. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys out there for listening. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. And keep listening to great music. Progcast is a Stuus Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. To learn more about Stuus Media, check out stuusmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. See you next time, Prog fam. Progcast.